Hi there, and welcome to Sheltered Journey, a place where parents and caregivers of children living with emotional, behavioral, developmental, and intellectual challenges can come anytime, anywhere to feel less alone, less isolated in their journey. A place where their experiences are shared, acknowledged, and honored. This is also a place for people who may not be on this particular journey, but who want to learn, understand, and be more supportive of the people in their lives who are on this path. This episode of Shelter Journey is called The Things We Celebrate. In life, we celebrate all kinds of things. Holidays, graduations, birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, a new home, the birth of a child. We mark these special occasions with formal parties, big and small get-togethers, a meal at a favorite restaurant, and, very often, posts on social media. In fact, you can pretty much tell the time of year by the celebratory photos you see on Facebook and Instagram. Folks in caps and gowns, it's graduation time, probably May or June. Young adults with wide grins sitting or standing next to a neatly made twin bed in a dorm room, a few posters on the wall, it's move-in day at college, usually August or early September. Freshly scrubbed kids in new clothes with new backpacks slung over their shoulders and mini bottles of hand sanitizer hanging from the side, it's the first day of elementary school usually August or September. Beautiful gowns, exquisite veils, tuxedos, suits, wedding celebrations, sometime between May and October. Celebrations are a part of our lives, and like everyone else, parents and caregivers of children living with challenges have celebrations. But some of those celebrations are not captured in a photograph and posted on social media. You won't see family and friends dressed in their finest clothes, raising their glasses in a toast. A favorite cake isn't ordered from the local bakery. These celebrations, we might call them special moments, or things we thought would never happen, or things we hold on to but fear they might slip away, are marked differently, but they are still important and worthy of recognition and celebration. Why are these special moments different? Because the significance, the gravity of these times don't fit in with the celebrations most people are accustomed to and comfortable with. For example, I celebrate that my daughter V, who lives with emotional and developmental challenges, regularly takes her psychiatric medication because I know very well that medication compliance, the willingness to take medication, is not a given on this path. Many parents and caregivers agonize over their child's refusal to consistently take medication or take it at all even though that medication may be able to settle and quiet a racing mind, lift a depressed spirit, calm debilitating anxiety. Can you imagine the Facebook post I could do to celebrate? 
perhaps a photograph of the seven-day AMPM medication organizer filled with all the different multicolored pills V takes next to a bouquet of red and yellow roses and pink balloons. My comment to go along with the photo would say something like this. Overwhelming week, but a bit easier with the help of these assorted gems. I wonder what kind of reactions and feedback I would get to that post. Or perhaps this celebration. Your child has what seems like an unbreakable attachment to a particular piece of clothing. But that clothing needs to be washed or switched out for something that's more appropriate for the particular weather. And finally, many meltdowns later, your child wears the clothing. Hallelujah! Break open a bottle of champagne. Sometimes changes to our child's behavior are so subtle that we don't notice them right away. Reasoning with V is impossible at times because her mind and thinking patterns can be on a continuous loop. In this state, logic goes out the door. 2 plus 2 equals 9, night does not follow day, and there are 17 months in a year. Our conversations, often heated, feel upside down. But I've noticed that getting V's medication cocktail just right, and that took years, and with intensive therapy and maturity, our conversations, even the confrontational ones, feel more manageable. Her mind still loops, but it's gotten better, and for that, I celebrate. So, to celebrate V's more manageable thinking patterns, I could post two side-by-side -side photos on Instagram. One, a tsunami wave standing 30 feet high about to crash down on a city. The other, a big wave, but smaller than the tsunami. A surfer is riding on this wave. The accompanying comment could read, Happy to be surfing the waves, not crushed by them. Would people respond to my post with hearts and thumbs up? Who knows? Here's some other special moments we celebrate. A teenager lost in depression smiles, and for the briefest of moments, her spirit is lighter. A child overwhelmed with anxiety makes it through an entire school day. Cue the applause. A mother applying for services for her child completes and sends in countless forms only to receive a note from a governmental agency that she needs to send in more forms, only to be told that the original forms she sent in were lost and she needs to send them in again, only to hear that the services she is applying for are denied. But she takes a deep breath, has a good cry, punches some pillows, and reapplies. And the second time, Perhaps the third time, the services she so desperately needs to support her child are approved. Time for a party. Perhaps absolutely nothing happened in a single day. No verbal explosions, no threats, no walls punched in. Just an ordinary day, and for that we celebrate.
On this journey, our celebrations are often tinged with caution because what we celebrate feels fragile. We may tiptoe through these special times, knock on wood when behavior changes. We may not utter the words of gratefulness or thankfulness or breathe a sigh of relief for fear that we will jinx our celebration that somehow acknowledgement of any kind will take away what we so desperately hope for. Sometimes people who are not on this journey have no idea why we celebrate. They wonder how we could celebrate a particular event, why acknowledgement of a special moment is even necessary. But we know why. Although we may be too overwhelmed and exhausted, to connect with the enormity of the smallest of positive changes. I want to tell you about a particular celebration that is shadowed by caution, but it is a celebration nonetheless. I had coffee with one of my good friends on this journey recently, and I told her that I was working on an episode of Sheltered Journey called The Things We Celebrate. I explained the gist of the episode, which is to acknowledge and honor the special moments and times of parents and caregivers on this path that are not ordinarily celebrated. She then told me she had something to celebrate. As we talked, she caught me up on where things stand with her oldest daughter, who struggles with emotional and behavioral challenges. Her daughter has spent much of the past few years in residential treatment programs but she made some significant progress and her mother, along with her psychiatric team, agreed that it was time for her to come home. For the past several months, she has lived with her mother and younger sister. Despite all that was put in place to support the transition, a psychiatric team, which includes a case manager and in-home therapist, a therapeutic school that includes additional psychiatric support, and medication, her daughter will not stay home. She'll say she's leaving for a couple of hours and instead is gone for several days, sometimes weeks. Where she goes and who she is with is mostly a mystery. But it is almost always with someone she meets on the Internet who offers to pick her up at an agreed-upon spot or sends her money for transportation. In the rare times that her daughter is home, she is verbally abusive to her mother and younger sister, refuses to attend school with any consistency, and does not regularly take her medication. Needless to say, my friend has been emotionally devastated by the struggles of her daughter. The disappearances and then reappearances sometimes at my friend's doorstep, sometimes at the local police station, sometimes at the side of a road in a town many miles away. When her daughter returns, she has been mentally, physically, and sometimes sexually abused. And it is my friend who takes her to the hospital for evaluation and, along with the psychiatric team, tries to convince her not to leave home. But it is as if she hears a siren song calling to her, and she follows it, leaving again. 
Most recently, when her daughter returned home from being away for several days, she was placed in a residential facility again. But because she turned 18 while in the facility, she had the legal right to check herself out. And she did. Now that she is 18, she can make decisions for herself involving her psychiatric care, whether or not she will finish high school, whether she will take her medication. When her daughter reached out to her from the road, my friend told her that she's welcome to come home if she gets regular psychiatric treatment, attends high school, takes her medication, and follows the rules of the house. If she cannot do this, she cannot come home. On hearing this, her daughter cursed her out, threatened her, and said things that have broken my friend's heart. But my friend knows that this is the only way she can help her daughter. And, hopefully, put an end to the endless cycle of disappearances. When I met with my friend, I was pretty sure she would tell me that her daughter was gone that she had gone to another state with someone she had met on the Internet, because that was the pattern. But here's the celebration part. Much to her surprise, my friend said her daughter contacted her and said she was checking into a homeless shelter for people ages 18 to 21 in our area. Her psychiatric team, along with her mother, had been in regular contact with her while she was gone and told her to try to get into this particular shelter because they could help her. This facility helps young people break dangerous cycles, transitions them to housing facilities, and ultimately into independent living. For now, my friend's daughter is no longer on the run. What will happen next? We don't know. Will she leave again? We don't know. But for now, we give thanks and celebrate this moment. People who are not familiar with having a child on the run may not recognize the significance of her daughter checking herself into a homeless shelter and saying she wants to make a change. But we do. And we celebrate and hope and pray that her daughter will stop leaving, take her medication, return to school, and receive the psychiatric support she so desperately needs. So, celebrate. Your child made it to school. Your trip outside the home with your child went smoothly without any meltdowns. Your child who struggled with sleep is now sleeping, and now you're sleeping. You were able to take a walk and breathe. You let go of negative feedback from others that has weighed you down. You cried, and in those tears, you felt the relief of letting go. As parents and caregivers of children living with challenges, our celebrations and special moments deserve to be acknowledged, honored, and observed, no matter how small they may seem no matter how different they may seem. Take the time to honor yourself, honor your child, and celebrate.
If you would like to share your celebrations, your journey, or you just want to say hi, feel free to email me at shelteredjourney at gmail.com. That's S-H-E-L-T-E-R-E-D-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y at gmail.com. Your privacy will always be honored and respected. This episode of Sheltered Journey is a celebration of sorts for me because it marks my 22nd podcast. The idea for Sheltered Journey came to me after a sleepless night in which my mind filled with ideas of how to create a safe, supportive community for parents and caregivers of children with emotional, behavioral, developmental, and intellectual challenges. A place where they could see themselves and know that they were not alone. And, based on your feedback, I am reaching that goal. I thank you all for listening and sharing this podcast with friends and family. I also want to invite you to support Shelter Journey and my work on this podcast. Everything you hear comes as a result of the research, writing, editing, and recording that I do to bring episodes to you each week. I also spend a considerable amount of time getting the word out about the podcast, and I certainly appreciate all of you telling friends and family about it. I am also spending more time connecting with other parents and caregivers who reach out to me in need of support, which I think is very important. Moving forward, I would like to start online support groups based on particular episodes of Sheltered Journey. For example, a podcast would be selected as the subject of the group, say episode 20 on the changes parents and caregivers see in themselves as a result of being on this journey. And we would talk about that episode and how it applies to our lives. This is another way that I think I can reach out to other parents and caregivers on this journey. I have also started to get the word out about Shelter Journey to school districts so they can tell parents of children living with challenges about the podcast and those parents and caregivers have another resource. My work on Shelter Journey is extremely rewarding and I feel so lucky and blessed to do it. But quite honestly, it is extremely time-consuming. So, if you feel a connection with this podcast and you would like to support my work, I would appreciate it if you would make a donation in support of Sheltered Journey. You can go to the Sheltered Journey website. It's www.shelteredjourney.com. And there you will see a donate button. There is no donation that is too small. Everything you give supports my work in supporting our community. Finally, celebrate something of your own today. No matter how small, perhaps you were able to put one foot in front of the other after a difficult night. Maybe you made your voice heard in advocating for your child. Maybe you gave yourself a break and acknowledged that you are doing the best you can. Celebrate that. Thank you for listening to Sheltered Journey. Be well.